do you hear God's voice? How do you hear Holy Spirit's voice when all you're feeling is pain or frustration or anger and all this stuff is just clouding your mind? Welcome back to Day by Day with Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Shane Gerhard, and this is episode 22. Now, the other day I was driving and I ended up receiving a text message from someone I had been building a friendship with. And the text message kind of threw me off a little bit. I didn't expect it and it hurt me. And initially, I just wanted to react to it. I just had some words in my head. I, I probably would have been very blunt and short with them and that would have not been the way to do it. And recently I've been going through Danny Silk's Keep Your Love On. And as I've been going through that, he says that responding is actually a skill that we need to exercise. It's something that's developed over time, but initially it's something that we tend to react to. When a situation comes or people say something, we react immediately. We become witty and fast at these little quick reactions. But I'm going through this time learning how to respond. But the text message, it actually hurt me. It made all these emotions pop up, a little bit of anger, frustration, and hurt. And I'm like, what the heck? What is going on? And it's interesting because recently the answer kind of to the solution in that area was in Nehemiah. And I've been reading this recently in Nehemiah 2. The beginning of the section in chapter 1, it starts off with someone, a messenger coming to him and telling him that Jerusalem has been destroyed. Things have been done. And he just breaks down and starts weeping. He's crying. He's sad. He's angered. He's frustrated. And chapter 2 starts off with that he's the, so he's a cupbearer and he goes to the king and he's delivering to him the wine. And the king is like, why are you sad? I've never seen you sad before. What's going on? And all of a sudden he just gets afraid. Not only is sad and angry and mourning, but now this fear comes on him. And he's just like, why shouldn't I be? My whole home is destroyed. Jerusalem's gone. It's been burned. And then the king's like, well, what do you want from me? What do you request? And I love this. This is it right here. This is it. It's in chapter 2, verse said then the king said to me what do you request so I prayed to the God of heaven and then I said now this is fascinating think about this put yourself in this situation and, and visualize the person is in front of the king he's feeling all these emotions and the king's like why are you sad well blah 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 this is why why shouldn't I be sad and he says, mm, let me check in. Think about the time frame that he has to respond to the king. The king's not going to sit there and wait for him to pray up for 30, 40 minutes before responding. He checked in with God immediately in that moment. And it took just a moment for him to receive what he needed from God to be able to structure his thoughts. And the following scripture going after that is amazing because he went from this just outburst to checking in with God and was able to structure his thoughts and make a proper request from the king. Through all his anger, all his emotions, he checked in with God 
And in a moment, he was able to readjust and make a request that actually helped rebuild Jerusalem. But all that only came out because of that. I mean, who knows what he would have said if he never actually checked in with God. Would Jerusalem even exist if he hadn't even checked in with him? It's huge. Now, here's the thing. I am remembering this. I'm like, all right, I need to check in with God before I just respond. Before I just react to this. Before I react, I need to respond. So I'm like, all right, God. I want to hear your voice clearly for this moment to be able to respond. But here's the thing. I'm hitting an issue because I'm driving and I'm actually working. I'm driving with Lyft. So I'm picking people up and dropping them off. And the other day, I had a friend ask me to hear God's voice for them. And I got it wrong. And the situation I was in is I was in the same one. I was driving with Lyft, picking up and dropping them off. And I kind of just did it on the flow. And I missed it. So I'm, I'm finding this inner wall where I'm like, okay, I'm, oh, I'm in the same situation as before. Can I even hear him right now? And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. I got it. I know what I need to do. I need to adjust my heart posture and not be kind of like on the go to and fro picking people up and going down and he's like i'm like i need to go take this down to the basics i mentioned before what i how i responded to my situation of missing it i went back to the basics to ask him questions i'm like i need to do that i need to set up myself to be able to receive from him and because i missed it last time what i need to do is actually change my circumstance and be here to allow myself to hear him, right? I'm like, yeah, if I can just do that, that'd be awesome. But as I'm going through, I'm realizing I'm on my way to pick someone up. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I can do this beforehand. And God speaks up and he says, actually, I want you to wait until you pick them up and drop them off for us to talk. And I mean, I'm on the way to pick them up. I don't know how long it's going to be. And I'm like, all right. A couple minutes later, I pick them up. And it's like a six-minute drive. Not long at all. I'm kind of driving. And I'm kind of like, well, let's just talk about it now. He's like, no, we'll wait. And I start acting like a little brat. I'm like, I don't want to wait. And my heart is not handling patience well in this moment because I just I just want to do it now. I want to get it finished. I'm like, let's just deal with this. Let's nip it in the butt right now. And I was being a little brat. And then I heard him say, I am not a burden. You need to fix your heart posture while you wait on me. And I just start remembering the scripture like his... Yoke is light. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can't even wait six minutes. I was like, you're right. I'm not waiting on you properly and I need to adjust. I mean, it's literally a six minute drive. I'm like, I had to apologize and ask him for forgiveness. And I'm like, I'm sorry for being impatient, for being a little brat. Please forgive me. And through that, I was able to actually... <laughs> Be patient, the remaining like three minutes left on the ride. 
and I dropped him off and I'm like, all right, I got my plan set up. I'm gonna drop him off, I'm gonna turn off lift, and I'm gonna go back to the basic questions, which were, Holy Spirit, are you there? And I heard yes. And then I asked him, will you speak to me right now? He's like, yes. And then, this is, this is so crucial, I said, Holy Spirit, who is Jesus Christ? Now the importance of that question relies in scripture saying, hey, you need only ones by the Holy Spirit can say Jesus is Lord. It's only through the Holy Spirit that someone can say Jesus is Lord. So if you're hearing from something and it's not of God, there's a very good chance they can't tell you who Jesus is. They can't say Jesus is Lord. And so he goes in and tells me. He didn't stop there. He's like, yeah, he's the son of God. He came down here. He's 100% man, 100% God. Died for you. Ascended on. Glorified sitting at the right hand. He's Lord. He's Savior. He sent down me to be with you. I'm like, oh, you're okay. This is awesome. This is good. This is good. And normally, in the basics of it, I would come with the question, what do you think of me? And that will actually spark an outflow of him speaking to me as I begin to write it down, right? And, but instead, I shifted the question and I went into the heart of the situation and I brought up like, what do, we, what do I do with this? Like, this hurts. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. And it was awesome because he began to actually speak to me and ask me questions. Like he didn't answer it with an answer. He answered it with a question, which <laughs> so resembles Jesus's walk here, doesn't it? I mean, think about it. As Jesus was here, he'd be asked questions all the time. Like when the Pharisees tried to test him, I think it was the Pharisees, and they're like, hey, who should we pay taxes to, God or Caesar? And he didn't answer that. He's just like, whose face is on the coin? Oh, okay. It's Caesar's? All right, then give to Caesar what's Caesar's. And so Holy Spirit began asking me, he's like, how do you feel about this? What's going on in your heart? How does this make you feel? And I'm like, well, it makes me feel this and this and this. I'll also just say it. I, I want to be cautious to protect them, but... You know, it made me feel unimportant, unwanted. And not a priority. And I was like, okay, this sucks. I don't like this. And he's like, well, what do you want? What do you want the outcome to be? And I started just going over how I would want, how, what the message I would want to get across to them is. And as I was able to kind of just visualize this, and, and it was amazing because just like Nehemiah, he went from this outburst of anger or fear and mourning to be able to align with proper thoughts. And the same thing was happening. My emotions were put on the side and they allowed me to receive from Holy Spirit so that way I could respond with accuracy, with Directness, making sure that what's on my heart is being clear with no vagueness. 
It's funny because someone told me recently the difference between a value and a core value, and they said a core value is something that actually guides you when you make decisions. One of my core values is communication. And in this moment, I was being guided by that value because I want to communicate my heart rather than just react to the situation. I want to communicate what I'm thinking, what I'm going to do. And I mean, this is all over text, right? So I have a little bit of time to craft this. And I was able to pull out through Holy Spirit's questions how I felt in that situation, what I wanted them to understand, and what I was going to do next. These were all three things that he revealed to me. I had no revelation of these questions prior to speaking with him because I was frustrated, I was angered, and I was hurt. And sometimes those can cloud our ability, our ability to hear from him. But the greatest way to remove the obstacles of hearing his voice is by setting yourself up for success, removing distractions, putting emotion away by checking in. And the basic questions that you can ask him are things that will actually structure you in ability in a way that will allow you to receive from him. It's kind of like if you're super, super dirty and you got all this stuff on you and you start walking down the steps into a pool and you see the dirt come off you and remain on the surface. But the deeper you begin to go, the more your body's clean and that stuff stays at surface level, but you're going deeper. And eventually you're at the bottom of the pool and you can swim a little forward and come back to the surface away from all the dirt. It's just like that. When you go deeper into him and these questions allow you to go deeper. I'll go over them one more time. Holy Spirit, are you there? Will you speak to me right now? Holy Spirit, who is Jesus Christ? Are you the same spirit that lived in Jesus Christ? And then boom, your question. If you just want to be with him, I'd say structure that first question to be, what do you think of me? But as you kind of do this a few times, you can change that question out for what you need. Or you follow up question. Wait until you got that one, then go into your heart. So through the questions that he was able to ask me, it's like, how does that make you feel? Right? What message do you want to get across to them? And what do you want to do next? What do you want? What do you want? And I sat there and I'm kind of like, okay, this is what I want. This is how it made me feel. This is kind of what I want to get the message across. And this is what I, this is what I want. This is the message I want to get across. And then this is what I'm going to do. And I turned a very short reaction text that could have been into a accurate text message that communicated where I was and what I'm going to do. You got to check in with him. And it's interesting because in the beginning, it may take more time for you to be able to receive and get yourself into a position to be able to hear, remove all the distractions. And eventually that time will lessen and lessen and lessen and lessen. 
as you progress. But you got to start off doing it. Now, I knew I had to be cautious because I had messed up in that environment before. So I wanted to remove the obstacles to allow myself to hear in that proper environment. But I ended up getting my answer. I got a reply. My heart was heard. We'll see how things progress down the line in the fruit of what I had said. And I may not see the fruit of that right now. It may be down the road. And that's okay. The biggest element from this is not what happens in that relationship. It's the ability to teach myself to check in like Nehemiah did. That's that's a good example of him checking in and getting something in the moment to really align himself with what his heart is, what the will is. And remove all the emotion, the hurt, the pain, because that's real. That is a real thing that we go through and we have to work through, but it's not something we need to avoid either. And it's funny because after, once I was able to check in and start asking these questions, the emotions were put to the side and I was able to actually produce something of value that honored them and me. Do that. Check in with God. Check in with Him. And practice it daily. This is Day by Day with Holy Spirit. And I'm your host, Shane Gerhard. Until next time.